Morning. Go ahead and turn to Psalm 96. And with the the church here, faith community here, we've been going through the book of Luke, and we're going to take a break from that because Luke read scripture and Luke led songs, and so there's going to be too much Luke today if we do any more than that. Okay, so we're just going to take a break. We're going to look at Psalm 96, and it's been a, a great weekend. I know the training that we got yesterday uh, from Luke Barnett on uh, on song leading and singing was tremendous. And tonight, or this afternoon, 4.30 to 6-ish, something like that, we'll be having a time for uh, our churches in the area. They're going to come meet together, and we're going to sing and praise God. Uh, so great time together. And I asked Luke earlier, actually, I, was, I shared this yesterday evening as well, and you see that the energy and the passion that he brings um, leading people to sing to God. And I think that's, that's tremendous. And when we're passionate about something, it shows. And Luke is a pharmacist by trade. And I asked him if he was that passionate when he distributed meds. And he said, not quite. Not quite. But it seems like his true passion is really leading people in, in a worship to God, leading people in song. And that's, that's tremendous. Uh, not all of us have that gift, not all of us have that passion. It's great to have people that do that help lead us and, and call us higher. Hey, Psalm 96, I'm going to read through this psalm. And I, something I want us to think about is there's some things that are said in song a whole lot better than we can say just saying it in our monotone language, right? There's some things, that's why love songs make so much money, Right? Because there's some things that you can say in a song that you, can, you can't say any other way. And look at Psalm 96. I sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in his splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. You see the, how this psalm starts off here. And it's beautiful. He says, sing to the Lord a new song. And this is what we're going to sing about. We're going to tell about the salvation of God, the way that he saves us. We're going to declare that among the nations and his marvelous works among all the peoples. That's how it starts here. God has done so much for us that we cannot help but tell people about it. When you go to the next verses, you see more and more of the same thing here. You notice he says, sing to the Lord all the earth, all of it. Let's all sing to God. Because he is great. And look at the descriptive terms that are given here. Because he brings salvation. Because he is full of glory. For all the marvelous deeds, all the good stuff that he has done. He is worthy of our praise. He is to be feared above all gods. And his splendor, majesty, and strength. That's a pretty good list there, isn't it? Man, that's a tremendous list. You look at this. And um, when you look at all of this, 
you see that the psalm writer says, how can we not proclaim this to the rest of the nations around us? How many of you have ever um, got excited about something and you just can't help but talk about it because it's so awesome? You think about that? Yeah. You got a kid on the way. I shared that story. I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. It's going to come out. All of that. Those great stories. Um, for guys, sometimes this time of the year, we get that hunting story and we've got to tell it, right? We've got to tell it because that's great. You know, one of my favorite stories from this summer is when uh, Matt Bachmeyer went off a big jump on his bicycle and broke his handlebars in half. It was pretty amazing. If you've not heard that story, come talk to me. I'll tell you the story. It was, a, it was pretty amazing. Matt couldn't walk real well for a while, but it was, it's amazing. It was, just, it was exciting to tell that story. And we have those, those things, those, those stories or, or, or some product that we get excited about, and we can't help but share it with the people around us because it is such good news. When we look at this right here, God is great because he is one that saves us. He's, he, he's full of glory or honor. His marvelous deeds, worthy of praise, feared above all gods, splendor, majesty, strength, all of that. We look at that and think, how on earth can we look around at this God that we have and not share the good news that's out there? Amen? That's the song that we just sang here a minute ago, is that God has done so many good things for us that how can we not share it? And singing that helps get that into our heart and helps change us because I can stand up here and I can share, all right, all of us need to share our faith, all right, and I can tell us how to do it, and we need to be a good example, we know that. But sometimes when we sing that and sing about how great God is, that gets something into a deep place in our heart that description or explanation does not get there, and it changes us. And it causes us to leave our assembly to say, you know, I've got some friends I need to share my, the story of Jesus with because I haven't done it yet. And I realize that my example's been lacking and that's changing. And I have some people I need to forgive and these people I'm going to apologize to. I'm going to do that because that's what God wants for me. That's what he expects of me. And singing helps me get there. He continues on and says that God created everything. Okay, now that's different than... Uh, than what we see uh, in the idols, right? In the rest of the nations, uh, other things that we can worship. But look at Hebrews chapter 11. This verse is, is always powerful for me to look at. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. And this is right after he says, Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. Faith is believing in things that we can't touch. This is what the ancients were commended for. Verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Wow, you look at that and you think about, think about this. Okay, so God created the world from nothing, absolutely nothing. And I know the science types that I've talked with love this verse because it, they talk about how Something can't come from nothing, right? How many of you like to build or have, how many of you have built a sandcastle? Hey, yeah, that's exciting stuff, isn't it? Building sandcastles, right? I've built a few sandcastles and sandcastles are put together, they're formed, but they're made out of something, aren't they? And what are they made out of? They're made out of sand. Yeah, sandcastles are made out of sand. But just imagine when we look around the world and we look around everything that we see, we look around at each other. And we can see that God has created something out of nothing. That's the kind of God that we serve. And how much greater is that than serving, as the prophets talk about, the other nations? 
in, in ancient Israel. Why do they serve things that are made out of stone or silver or wood or anything like that? They can't even talk. Why on earth would you want to serve something like that? But the God that we serve is so much greater than that because he made something from nothing and has just created so much good from there. When we continue on the next verses, we see that um, this writer says, Worship the Lord, and he starts with the nations, because God reigns with justice. Look at verses 7 through 10 there again. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory do his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Hey, this is important for me to remember, and it's helpful for me as I process life. Because I see, watching the news, or looking around us, how many of you have seen some disappointing things happen on the news in recent history? Oh, oh, man, that's enough to, to just sink my heart and to think, Oh man, things are terrible. It's probably going to get worse, you know, to, to go down that thought process. But what I miss when I do that is the great news that God has brought to the world. Is that look at all the good things, all the nations should look at the things that God has brought to the world. And for us, being a spiritual nation, a spiritual kingdom of God, that should be our focus. No matter what happens around us, no matter how bad the news might be, we can still find joy. And we can still find, find uh, happiness in seeing that God is transforming us and he's transforming anybody who comes to, comes to him for guidance, right? Yeah, God changes us. And the future, as we talk about this a lot, the future is better than the past. And so the nations, boy, it's beautiful when we as people um, uh, worship the Lord. But also speaks about the earth. You look at, at verse 11 again. Let the na- heavens rejoice. The heavens, the sky rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Boy, you look at that description there. I think, how on earth can trees sing? How on earth can stuff be jubilant like that? Well, as I was reflecting throughout this week, I had a couple hours before Luke and Tracy uh, flew in that I decided I'm going to go on a walk, take the dog, I'm going to walk around uh, Friday morning. We had the snow the night before. And um, I'm going to go, I'm just going to walk around with my dog, I have some phone calls to make, I'm going to make some phone calls, but I'm just going to walk. And I got out there, and the frost was melting off, the sun was coming through the clouds, the clouds were opening up, leaves were changing colors, and you could hear the leaves rattling against each other in the wind. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I just walked. And really the only sound that I could hear was a dog running by going, <laughs> And I looked around and thought, okay, this is what the psalm's talking about here. This is it. The trees are singing in their own way. The frost is... Honoring God as it's melting. You know, I can't describe that in any other way aside from poetry or through song. Is that God's there. And as I've shared, you know, when hunter types like me say, well, my church is outside, I get it. You know, I, that's, I understand that. 
There's spiritual experiences when we're outside, and it should be that way. But that's not the whole picture, because God wants us to be part of a community of people that encourage each other and call each other higher and walk through life together. So it's just part of the picture. It's true, but it's just part of the picture. But nature speaks to us. Nature teaches us. Nature rejoices in in what God is doing. We can see that, and it's beautiful. Um, we don't have to, to get up every morning and do the sun dance that hopefully the sun will come up the next day, you know, like some ancients have done. We know that's happening because God is in charge. And, uh, and God, God leads nature to, uh, to bless us and show his creation. You notice the last verse here. It says, in verse 13, Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. And I look at this verse and I think, wait a minute here. God, he's telling us to rejoice because judgment is coming? How on earth does that work? Yeah, judgment's kind of scary. It's supposed to, be, it's supposed to be spooky, isn't it? But if we worship God, we follow God, we walk in the path of people that are part of his kingdom, then we have no fear of the judgment that's coming. Because we can see, going back to the first verses, we can sing to the Lord and bless his name Tell of his salvation, the way he saves us day in, day out. Declare his glory among the nations and his marvelous works among all the peoples because the news is so good that we cannot help but share it. In fact, nature can't help but share it. And God has given us the opportunity and the ability to be able to share his message and his beautiful works to all the people around us. The news is too good not to share. If you'd like to become a Christian today or you'd like prayers of the church, the elders are waiting in the back. You can go back and talk with them, and they're glad to pray with you. Luke, come on up, and let's continue to say. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace.